1: Welcome back, or welcome to the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. Uh, This week, the Denver Broncos match up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who would have thought? Um, So this week, I mean, let's be honest, there's been a lot of injuries. The Broncos are going through a bit of a rough patch right now, losing some key players, uh, and it it sucks. Let's be honest, as fans, it's really uh, it's heartbreaking. Nonetheless, I think the Broncos have depth and they have the personnel that are able to match up with this Tampa Bay team. I think this game should still be competitive and should still be one to watch this week. So, uh, this week, Matt and David, uh, we break down the the upcoming matchup. You know, the schemes, the coaching strategies, the the rosters, and and anything really related to how these two teams are going to match up. Uh, so, sit back. Tune in, grab a drink if you can. Otherwise, uh, enjoy the show and go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's kind of weird to think that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are where they are right right now. You know, such a terrible franchise for so long. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden all the hype in the offseason. And here we are. They're one and one. They look, you know, average. Tom Brady looks human. Um, you know what's what are your first thoughts with this uh, with this game?
0: Um boy, it'd be nice to have you know, player X. You know, like, you him. Yeah. Right, um, yes. Yeah. The, one of any 17 guys uh, yeah. at this point. Um, boy, it's it's just right now, I, I just want to start by saying how much of a goddamn bummer it is to ha- not have Drew Locke for three to six weeks. Like This is his year.
1: As far, it, yeah. from
0: For himself and for the people trying to evaluate him, this is the year. And having him miss just this large of a chunk of the season, boy, sucks for him, sucks for the fans, sucks for the coaches, sucks for the executives. Uh, Okay, now that's out of the way.
1: we're good anything else you want to say any other like venting i know it's been a rough week just damn it man i know hey fuck like it's right every every year we do this for like yo we're looking hype this year and then it's like wait 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 here comes the injury train
0: Mm -hmm. yep year five here we go or (laughs) here comes trevor simeon beating (laughs) out the guy who want we all wanted to be starting quarterback Oh, uh, good yeah, lord! Anyway, well,
1: I think I think at the end of the day, Locke is still shown enough to sh- to show that he is the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and then just in his preparation. So, I mean, he's out for a few weeks. It sucks. Honestly, it came against a really strong, hard hitting defense. So, I don't know. I like. I'm upset about it too. I just don't feel like it's necessarily. It's just end and, line. it's just another roadblock. No,
0: again. Yeah, right, and we'll see how he uses these weeks. You know, last yeah. week, last year, kind of famously, while he was on IR, that was the big, the big talk around. You know, Vic Fangio was that he just used all that time to get better. So, you know, we'll be expecting more of the same at this point if he's out multiple so. weeks. Yeah, we just, we have to at this point. Absolutely, I, I
1: don't see this guy quitting just because he hurt his shoulder. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he'll mm-hmm. still be in the gym as much as he can. He'll be watching film. He'll be preparing Driscoll. Like watch him on the sideline. He's going to be standing by Driscoll all the time, man, feeding him plays, like helping him out. Like he's just that type of guy. So it sucks he can't play. It's the nature of football, unfortunately. And um, here we are moving on with uh, Mr. D, Mr. Driscoll at quarterback. Yeah. Um, let's start right with the Broncos' offense. Like with all these zones, number one receivers gone. The number one quarterback's gone. The one point—I don't know—the one A running back, we'll say, or the one B running back. One of the one running backs is gone. Um, what do we have to expect here against the the Bucks, who have a pretty solid defense overall?
0: Fairly formidable on the defense. Oh, um, very good. Yeah. You know, old face Shaq Barrett uh, mm-hmm. back there for them still. Speaking um, of old
1: face and Dominic yeah. Sue is still playing football and he's one of the top players on the Bucks defense. Like, yeah,
0: really, he has been
1: around for a long time.
0: Yeah, and still really, really a guy who you have to account for a lot, especially for a Denver offensive line who gave up the every yeah, and yeah. I think it was seven. And every I mean, single, yeah, every single member of the offensive line gave up multiple pressures against the Steelers. Now, I don't think the, the Buccaneers are quite to the level of the Steelers as no, far as no. quality, but it's it's got to give you some concern. They're probably a little bit closer to the Titans as far as quality of teams that we played. Um, but, you know, it didn't look all like roses against the Titans anyway. Drew Locke made a lot of stuff happen with his feet in that game. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff Driscoll, I don't think, is going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I, mean, I don't know. He, he was, he was moving around pretty well against that Steelers front. And like, uh, you know, I think you're right. I don't think the Bucks defense is quite as strong as the Steelers defense. I think they have glaring weaknesses, but um, you know, I still think Shermer is able to stick to the regular playbook, do the rollouts, the play actions, try to get Driscoll away from, you know, uh, Barrett notably. Um, I think the one thing that stands on this defense is the, the DBs, you know, right now the, the Bucks have Carlton Davis, uh, who played okay against the, the Panthers. They have uh, Sean Murphy bunting, Antoine Winfield Jr., who's a rookie. And do you remember Antoine Winfield? Played oh, for the yeah. Vikings? oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was he amazing. Did. We're we're in an era of football now where the guys we used to watch when we were kids have kids and they're playing football. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, wait
0: until oh. Patrick Sertan com- Jr. comes out next year. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to exactly. be fucking and wild.
1: Manning's nephew in a couple years too. Yep. Arch. Ooh, Arch. Good old um, Arch. Anyway, so Antoine Winfield, he's a rookie. I think he's a second-round pick, and he's starting. He's doing pretty well, but overall, the DBs, I think, are the major weakness for the Bucks defense. Yeah. Um, you know, where do you feel like the receivers on the offense are going to be able to exploit this matchup? Like, is it – you know, these are all rookies mostly. You know, you've got, mm-hmm. like, Jerry, Judy, Hamler. Uh, you've got uh, Cleveland, who's a rookie. You've got Tim, yep. pa- Tim Patrick. Is he the most – experienced receiver on the score right now?
0: I would say so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's concerning.
1: And, you know, no offense, but I mean, we'll get to him in a second. But in terms of receiver DB, like, do you think a player in particular is going to stand out this game?
0: Well, and it's all going to depend on Judy's health. He had a rib injury that took him out for a couple of series, excuse me, against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, and he was limited in practice today. I would expect him to be back out there, but, you know, that's going to – I would assume, affect a little bit on how you, how able you're well, you're, how well you're able to cut, how well you're able to manipulate your upper body on routes, um, yeah. trying to pull defenders. So we'll just have to see about his effectiveness. You know, one player I really, really liked watching last week, among very few, was K.J. Hamler. I was really yeah. impressed by his, um, his ability to gain separation against that Pittsburgh defense, even if he wasn't found quite a whole lot. Um, there was a particular, I think it was a third down and goal where Jeff Driscoll took a sack immediately. He had a free rusher in his face and he just didn't Mm. see it. And he had like three guys open on the route and KJ Hamler was one of them. And he was just really frustrated that he was all by himself basically in the end zone. Um, but that's the way that's going to go. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can match up against these, these defenders, especially that hamstring injury doesn't seem to have bothered him really at all. We saw that first touch of his go as an end around that gained nine or ten yards just because of the speed that he had. Um, mm-hmm. So, his, you know, his ability to come out there and look like not a first game player um, was something that really impressed me, and that's what one matchup I'll really be looking forward to.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I think uh, you know he has been working with the twos a lot in the mock, you know, makeshift training camp we've had. So maybe he's got some chemistry with Driscoll just from the practice experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his speed allows him to play with the pros. You know what I mean? He's got like elite level speed, so he can jump in and and be efficient and keep up right away. So I think that's going to be a saving grace. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him produce a lot more. Um, You know, the, the other receivers, I mean, I think Judy is right now the number one guy. Right. So that's kind of great for Judy because he's getting this experience baptism by fire. And he's also, you know, he's dropped a few balls right now. That's okay. Like the man's gonna have a long career, so I think he's he's gonna need to find his confidence, and he can be a player that the that, you know Driscoll especially leans on quite a bit. So I think he's primed to have a good game too, just based on the matchups. Yeah. Um, moving along a bit though, I think one of the big fears with this uh, Bucks defense, anyways, that I have is the middle linebackers with Levante mm. David, Evan White. Like, both are extraordinary athletes. Both are, are, are just fantastic, you know, leaders, good instinct linebackers, very, you know, uh, uh, um, in, uh, instinct, instinctive, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. They're just yeah. really freaking good and fast, right? So it's like, you know, this is one of the rare defenses that in the entire league – have the personnel able to cover tight ends and running back simultaneously with those yeah. two. Yeah. So you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm pretty curious as to like how Shermer's gonna scheme out of that because you know when those two players on the field, White and David, they're going to be able to cover Fant and any running back that shows up. Right. So he's gonna they're gonna take away a lot of stuff, I assume, you know? Yeah. It's gonna make sure they take uh take control of that defense though.
0: You know, I am especially interested in that matchup versus Fant because Mm -hmm. we were talking about that a little bit on last week's podcast, him against Devin Bush. Um, Devin White, you know, was kind of in that same conversation, obviously taken a little bit higher, um, but they were definitely in that conversation of who was the best linebacker in that 2019 draft. Uh, So, And I think Noah Fant played really well last week. He got, you know, the touchdown catch that he got was – uh, directly in against Bush in coverage. Uh, so I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, initially at least they line up a strength on strength and say to Noah Fant, go win a matchup. Mm-hmm. And and if he can't do it, he can't do it. But that would at least not surprise me if they tried to look that way a little earlier in this game than they did yeah. last, last week. Yeah. Um, I don't like the matchup of those guys versus either of our running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not a special talent receiving the football. He's fine. Um, He's good enough.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Royce Freeman is
1: not a receiving uh, back. No, for not a receiving yet. back. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, th- that matchup against those two guys or our screen game, uh, I don't like necessarily. They're going to be able to crash down on screens to basically Very anybody exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. wide receivers, tight ends, or mm-hmm. running backs pretty fast. I think
1: I think a good option might be to try to move Fant to like the slot or, you know, a wide out spot, right? To get that matchup. Um, yeah. Just based on body type, especially in the red zone. You know, him and Tim Patrick have that height advantage. Maybe it's going to be a, a way to go. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think overall it's hard to really talk about what this offense can do against this Bucks defense because ultimately, uh, you know, we, it's a backup quarterback sort of situation. So the playbook's going to be a bit limited. It's going to be different. If it was Locke coming into this game, I think it'd be a whole other bit of conversation. I'd be pretty excited to watch Locke against this defense. I think this mm-hmm. is do a lot of damage on Um Flipping the script, though, you know the Broncos' defense still, you know, I think at top eleven right now. Or by top eleven, I mean number eleven, really, uh, in the league. So you know, it's 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 good, not great. I think we're close to that top ten, you know, spot that we're we're very much used to um, against a pretty underwhelming Bucks offense. You know, yeah. I I think that uh, you know the 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 first thing we should talk about is just old man Brady and how he's you know I don't know when I've watched him play so far, like he just doesn't look like he, he used to in New England, you know, I think physically he still kind of looks the same, but it's his ease and comfort within the system and the offense. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm still very curious to see how he's going to progress, but what are your first thoughts on just facing Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform? Like I well, said, get over it, man. Come on.
0: Uh, you know what, I'm, I'm at this point, I, I've seen it so much this off season. Like I remember when they put him in a Bucks uniform for the first time in like yeah. March or April it was such a big deal, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like all right. I've been seeing it all summer now. It's fine, yeah. um, but I think he is still obviously getting used to guys like Mike Evans. Um, Scotty Miller is, the, I think, the guy he who has he has the most rapport with, just because I think he's the kind of guy that Brady is he, used to dealing with he, as he, far as looks- a receiver
1: exactly like welter welker played Mm -hmm. and and edelman you know he plays the slot gets the short option routes like very quick and shifty and stuff uh so it's and you know he hasn't had a player
0: you know he hasn't had a guy like mike evans really since randy moss just in terms of what they do and you know
1: absolutely and to that point like when he had randy moss he still had an arm like you know this last game against the panthers i saw him try to like huck a ball across you know deep and it's just like It faltered at 35 yards. It just looks so underwhelming, right? And so, and it's, you know, he's with the vertical offensive coach, right? You know, that kind of playbook. And and I don't know if it's a good fit because, like, with Randy Moss, you have to get a deep. With Mike Evans, I think you have to get a deep. And I don't know if Brady's physically capable of doing that anymore. Well,
0: and I'll tell you what, the one thing I give the Broncos all the credit in the world for when they signed Peyton Manning was. Going those first couple of games, like the loss against the Falcons, Mm -hmm. um, in that first year where like Uh, they were just hold on, loss against the
1: Falcons. Fuck, I haven't heard that in a long time.
0: Yeah, I believe actually Denver had a lead and blew it in that game too. But uh, no, Peyton definitely threw three picks. Um, anyway, yeah, it was it was after that that they decided to hell with what we had planned on offense this season. Peyton, you tell us what we're running and. The offense really took off after that, and I really wonder if that's going to happen at this point. Bruce Arians, I don't know if is if he can do that, if he can sublimate that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, you being an offensive-minded coach like that, I don't know if he's capable.
1: That's that's a really good point. Um, that was one thing that I remember really looking into when uh when Manning joined the Broncos. It's how is the offense gonna fit when he, you know, he just had neck surgery, his arm's not the same. And I, you know, I think Brady with Josh Josh McDaniels is a freaking genius. Simon Belichick, like what look what he's doing with uh, Cam Newton. The the offense looks like nothing of what the Patriots have ever run before. Yeah. And it's working. They're just like they mold their playbook based on what their quarterbacks can give them. And Bruce Arians doesn't really do that. He has his system. It's a vertical passing game. You know, it, uh, it attacks deep down the field. It's trying to get the ball to the receivers primarily. So, you know, Tom's not used to that. He's just getting the ball to the tight ends, the running backs a lot more than the receivers and using these short plays and stuff. And I think if we look at the Manning uh, case study and even at the Drew Brees case study, Drew Brees hasn't thrown a pass more for more than 35 yards since 2017.
0: He doesn't yeah. throw
1: deep anymore. And he used to be a magician throwing it deep, but he doesn't anymore because he can't. So Sean Payton revitalized the entire offense and made it fit those strengths. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be capable of doing that because I think at the end of the day, it's a pretty strong minded head coach. Yeah, um, I think they've already done some hybrid stuff. And I mean, clearly they're able to score points, but I, I feel like it's not because of Brady's, just because they're schemed to score those points. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know how that matchup's going to be, but like right now, eh, I don't know. There's some ups and downs. Um, Tom Brady's one of the last people I want to chirp. To be real honest with you, last time I did sure. that, cost me a fucking Super Bowl. But anyways, yeah, um, fair. He's still, you know, I don't know. He looks kind of human right now. That's all I got to say. Uh, so moving on across the other, the rest of the offense, like <clears throat> receivers, we talked a little bit about with uh, Mike Evans, still their number one guy, and uh, this 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 no name player, Scotty Miller. Right Coming out of nowhere, just like they've done with Brady for decades. Uh, he's been a, a leading guy. Chris Godwin had a, a an okay first game, and then he was hurt uh, last week with a concussion. So he's going to be back this week against uh, the, the Broncos. Um, this receiving core, like it or not, it's pretty talented. Yeah, it's a big bodied receivers. So how do you think uh, this young group of DBs is going to fare against these guys?
0: It's going to be a rough one, I think. Um, we saw Michael Ojamudia get picked on a little bit last week yeah. by Ben Roethlisberger. And honestly, he, he didn't have that bad a game. Um, that's the second week in a row he's gotten his hands on a ball um, that for one reason or another, this in this case it was his fault, didn't end up being an interception. Uh, but he keeps putting himself in the position to make he, these yeah. plays. He's not looking lost out there. He's not looking like a, a rookie who's a liability. Even on the long touchdown to Claypool that he gave up, he was – in pretty good position. He just had it's, a half a step yeah. that he lost.
1: And it's also Claypool. He's a freak of an athlete. He, his measurables were similar to uh Calvin Johnson, Calvin yep. Johnson. Yeah. Okay, right. Similar mm-hmm. measurables at the combine in terms of performance and body structure and all that. So, you know, he's going to be really hard to stop for years to come. So I can't really put it on Ojemudia too, too much just given that Claypool is, is that much more dominant. Um, but I think he's been playing pretty well, honestly, yeah. for a rookie. He doesn't look like a rookie necessarily. Uh, Justin Simmons had a much better game last week than he did the mm-hmm. first week, so it's kind of yeah. cool to see him get a stride back. Um, yeah. Kareem Jackson always solid, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to be playing these other spots on the uh,
0: defense? Well, you're going to see a lot more snaps from Josie Jewell this weekend, who I think mm-hmm. kind of regressed a little bit last week as far as it went. Um, you know, you've still got Alexander Johnson in there. He's great. Um, Bradley Chubb is, has got to start. I mean, listen, he's working his way back from injury, but he has just not looked very effective. Um, he hasn't
1: looked like himself at all.
0: No, no. And the depth on the defensive line right now, uh, DeMarcus Walker just put on injured reserve today. Um, Draymond Jones, not on injured reserve, but out for going to be out mm-hmm. for a few weeks with an injury of his own. Jarrell Casey, um, dealing with an injury as well. He was limited in practice today. So it's just banged up guys all across the line, um, and, and you the depth
1: crazy part, man. Yeah. It's every team's going through this in some level, and you if know- they haven't gone through it yet or going through it, they're going to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is just the name of the game this year. Like, yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, one team that looks pretty healthy on their practice report is the Buccaneers right now. Which <laughs> that's the way that goes sometimes. That's well, like football.
1: I said, it hasn't hit them yet, okay? right? kind of like the pandemic we're going through. If you haven't had it yet, you're going to get it. It's coming for you. It's coming hard, right? Um, I think, I mean, listen, I think, uh, uh, you know, other teams like the Saints haven't really faced major injuries. I mean, Michael Thomas, but it's just like kind of one player. Um, You know, this this division, they've kind of lost top guys like Christian McCaffrey's out for a bit. Uh, You know, Michael Thomas out for a bit. Falcons still fine, but fuck that doesn't matter (laughs) all their problems with the falcons oh you know that'll i'm waiting for that november 8th game to talk about those guys but the bucks i think are in the same boat like this is a pretty healthy division but it's pretty up for contention so i think this team is is like hungry to win if anything um they have something to prove Uh, the offensive line is looking pretty solid across the board you know with some returning players in donovan smith ali marpet ryan jansen Uh, Tristan worse, the first round pick a hell of an athlete. And I think he's doing, you know, pretty decently right now as the season starts. So, you know, with the lack of depth on our defensive line, it's, it's going to be a a pretty tough matchup to kind of, you know, work through this offensive line, just given how, you know, this is a, a regular occurring starting core and they're, Mm -hmm. they're doing pretty decent this year. The saving grace is that Tom Brady still can't run or move. So if we can get in his face, he's easy to take down, which, you know, I hope hopefully Bradley Chubb will get his first start. As uh, for sack doing he that, likes. Um I will say to, I mean, this has gone around social medias these days. So you might've seen it, but uh, the, the Broncos are the only team to have a winning record against Tom Brady.
0: That man, that's, that's nine. That's, and eight. That's all. Oh boy. All right. Well now, see now it's on the line. So I'm, <laughs> <nervous>. <laughs> hey,
1: it's still a winning record, but hey, it's kind of cool though. When you think about it, like above anything else, man, we can freaking get in this guy's face. So yeah, um, hopefully that, you know, that'll happen this game. Might create,
0: might create some opportunities for my boy, McTelvin Aguim. Uh, he was in a game day inactive a couple yeah. of weeks in a row, but with the depth along that line, they might want to activate him, see if he can get a few snaps
1: in. Man, I, I mean, it, anybody right now will work out. Like, I'm losing weight right now, otherwise, I'd be trying out. But like, <laughs> I'm just too skinny to fit on that line anymore, unfortunately. That's uh, way she goes. Nah. Uh, so, you know, I, I like talking about this offense just because it is pretty deep and it is pretty diverse and unique. Uh, they're a tight end group. Now, here's an interesting group because all three players, O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, and Cameron Braid are all great receiving tight ends. They've got awesome hands. However, in this offense, tight ends are primarily used as run blockers mm-hmm. and, and extra protection. So here's another sign of, like, I don't know if this team really matches the personnel with the scheme because why would you have Gronk, Braid, and Howard as great receiving tight ends when you don't really use them. You know, this offense could be rolling with weapons. They've got players across the board who could be really effective, but I, I don't feel like they're being maximized, which is kind of good for the Broncos.
0: I think uh, you just doomed the Broncos to 150, 200 receiving yards by tight ends kind of day. Uh,
1: could just by <laughs> saying that, I think you just, like, everybody, uh, everybody so was sorry, talking guys. about
0: how Rob Gronkowski hasn't looked very good this season. Well, I think you, you just, this is the game that's going to turn that around. Right? Think. Maybe, maybe. Yeah.
1: Gronkowski's not getting any looks, though. Like, he's not getting any he passes his way. It's like he's strictly run blocking these last couple games. So, it's interesting. But to your point, though, to your point, I could have jinxed it. So, how about we move along from the tight ends and we see what happens later on. Uh, the running backs, interesting crew as well with Ronald Jones leading the way uh, still. But Leonard Fernand, I think he's creeping behind. And then you've got old man LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. You know, Manning that those that third down duty. Uh, so interesting group there. I think our linebacking core is is really able to match up well here, even without Mark Barron, um, simply because, you know, other than McCoy, we don't really have super dynamic athletes at running back. We have good downhill runners here. Well, at the Bucks, right. So,
0: you know, let, again, let's not forget what happened the last time uh, Leonard Fournette was in Denver and what happened then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. But so, you know the difference is Leonard Fournette's not the the focus point of this offense. Like sure. he's barely getting on the field, right? Because the the snaps are being shitty, He's still learning the playbook. So, um, you know, my main point is really that you know we're not facing these dynamic athletes. So I think that you know Johnson's gonna be able to hunt these guys down and tackle them. You know, and that the run game should be under control. But, um, you know, I may be jinxing us as well. But it's I was gonna say,
0: it's you know, what if Bruce Arian says, you know, does this, you know the dumb thing, which is really the smart thing, and says, well, Leonard Fournette had 200 yards on him last time. Let's see what happens. And yeah. he
1: goes, you know, I, the, I just – At the end of the day, man, it's all Jared's fault anyway. So. Well,
0: that's true. He's not even here, and that's yeah, his I mean, fault. Man. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, cool beans. So, um, let, you know, let's move on to your more specific place uh, positions and players. Um, So looking at this Broncos offense, who's your player that uh, you think that, you know, we should be looking out This game, we talked about Hamler and Fant a little bit, but is there anybody else for you that really stands out as as you know focus points for anybody watching?
0: The clock is ticking for Elijah Wilkinson. Mm -hmm. um, As far as I'm concerned, he had um, by one metric six pressures allowed that were his fault alone in the game, and that was by far the most of any of the offensive linemen. Um, I think he's you know directly responsible. But, but he had a, certainly a lot to do with Drew Locke the, getting injured on that particular play. He did not hold up against T.J. Watt in any way, shape, or form. Wow. Um, many people could? No, and it's, that's a tough draw for everybody. But, man, he was getting abused all day. Um, and if Shaq Barrett and this Tampa Bay defensive line come in and do the same thing, uh, Buccaneers alum DeMar Dotson may be getting snaps at that right tackle position sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good pick. Um, I'm going to stick with the offensive line, but I'm going to go, you know, more interior here with Lloyd Cushenberry. Lloyd had a a pretty or Lord Cushenberry as I dubbed him. Um, He said (laughs) the third, that's right. Uh, So he had a pretty good first game, second game here against the Steelers, pretty poor performance. Um, and I think, again, you know, we talked about TJ Watt with Wilkinson. Uh, that's a pretty tough matchup. And I think, you know, Hayward up the middle to it and Devin Bush and all these players playing in the middle of that front seven, I think it's uh, equally as a challenge uh, for Cushenberry as a rookie mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think that he's still a player worth watching because coming up against the Butts, who have a pretty formidable, you know, front seven between, you know, VIA, VIA, mm-hmm. Via, yeah, via. I think Via, yeah. Yeah, Vita, Via. Anyways, big, big physical player. And Dominican Sue, who's, you know, still going strong. And then William Bolston, who's making some pretty uh, sneaky plays. And then again, with White and David, listen, this is a, a defense that loves to blitz. I think they're the second highest blitzing team right now, second to the Steelers. So the Steelers game, I think, is a good indicator of what we may see from this box defense, just in terms of the pressure, the scheming, and, and the priority of making Driscoll uncomfortable yeah so watch for you know Kush Cushenberry and, and the rest of this group on the line of how they're gonna match up and try to protect uh, Driscoll and you know I really hope that Shermer is able to scheme something that that helps this line um on the flip side with the Broncos defense who's a who's a player that's you know worth watching this game
0: before I get to that I want to I want to see if I can stump you with a question about the offense Ooh. There is one player on this offense who is top in 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 the top ten grades at his position from uh, Pro Football Focus. For the Bucks? No, for the Broncos offense.
1: In the top ten is Garrett Bowles. Yes, it is. Yeah, I saw Garrett Bowles has been playing very well.
0: He is the sixth ranked tackle uh, according to Pro Football Focus in the entire NFL. Uh, Elijah Wilkinson, seventieth out of seventy (laughs) one. So, oh, boy, yeah, boy. Some, some yeah, that's yeah diversity
1: there. Uh, but uh, great yeah. surprise with Bulls, eh?
0: Yeah, it's nice. You know, if he keeps it up, the entire you know small sample size so far this season. Uh, but if he keeps it up, you're going to have to pay him a fat contract because somebody's going to
1: exactly. He's gonna he's gonna set the tackle market if, you have his, if he has a good year. So yeah, um, absolutely hard to have seen that coming though because he was just so poor the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? He's turned around and and, and it's good. I'm glad for him. I'm yeah. glad for the team. Excellent. It's it's time, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so on on that Broncos defense who's uh who do well, you Well,
0: so I'll tell you what. Um it, it rolls into our discussion of left tackles here just a little bit. Um because it's going to be left tackle Donovan Smith against Bradley Chubb. Um, Hmm. Smith is the is the worst performing member of this offensive line by far again according to pro football focus Um, a grade of 61.5 which is 56 out of 71 tackles in the league Um, and Bradley Chubb if he wants to get on track this is a guy to do it against Um, you know we've talked about Brady and wanting to get the ball out fast but in this offense if he's going to be passing deep and needing to stand in that pocket for a couple of extra seconds this is as good as an opportunity as Bradley Chubb's going to see. An immobile immobile guy who's kind of easier at this age of his career, um, stage of his career to bring down, you know, go out there and get somebody. Yeah,
1: that's a really good matchup. I think that Chubb can definitely win that one, like Mm -hmm. consistently all game. Yeah, Um, Even against run plays, like there's no reason why Chubb shouldn't be dominant there. Um, For the Broncos' defense, uh, you know i'm gonna look at josie Jewell simply because he's been thrown into this lineup and you know he had a pretty good first game and then second game was a different story but this one like he you know this is a redemption moment for him and and i'm i'm looking forward to see how he can play against these running backs against these tight ends and and being able to dissect with Brady's throwing at him um go ahead.
0: He's got to be. I mean, he's got to because he's the one that's in there. You know, yeah. there's and there's not a lot exactly. behind him right now. You know, there's not a lot of guys. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys we signed off other people's practice squads and Josie Jewell at inside yeah. linebacker at this point. So,
1: <laughs> ain't it nice, man? Isn't yeah. it so fun and encouraging? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> let's let's talk about the Bucks a little bit. I'd like to talk about them. Uh, um, who who do you have that you know on, on the Bucks offense that really kind of intrigues you? I think he's a fun player to watch, or some you know somebody that the fans might enjoy.
0: Uh, I think that OJ Howard is probably going to have a big game uh, yeah. for for them this week. Um, it's going to be a, fun for Bucks fans to watch. I think for Broncos fans, it's going to elicit cries of that you know same old can't cover tight ends defense. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that is going to be a problem this week. I don't think Gronkowski is necessarily going to be a huge part of what they do with those tight ends. But I think O.J. Howard definitely has the potential for a big one.
1: Yeah, no, that's and a really good pick.
0: Camry Brait, for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. The the tight ends against this offense, this defense.
1: Yeah, no, those are good picks. Uh, you know, any, any one of those tight ends, I think, could go off. Um, yeah. I mean, Howard, I think, is more primed. Right. But, uh, you know, honestly, for me, it's got to be Scotty Miller. Like, here's a kid who just, you know, sort of came out of nowhere. He's been in the league for two years. Coming from Bowling Green, um, you know it's it's a nice surprise to see him kind of like blossom like this early on. Um, I think that he's he might have a bright future with Brady and and playing from that slot and being that shifty kind of player. I think he's going to be uh, you know somebody who's developing nice nicely. Sorry. So he's my player to watch on on the Bucks offense. How about on the Bucks defense? Who's got your eye I'm
0: on the? Bucks. You know, defense. we've talked
1: about like the linebackers. We did talk about a bit, a bit about the DBs and stuff, uh, notably mm-hmm. Antoine Winfield. But is there anybody that really uh, piques your interest?
0: Jason Pierre-Paul, who we haven't really talked about at yeah. all so far, is has had a not terrible Bucks career and is continuing to just have a not terrible year. He's doing, you know, all our stats at this point, courtesy of Pro Football Focus, um, <laughs> uh, doing better than Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Um, as far as rushing the passer goes and, you know, he'll be matched up primarily against Garrett Bowles. So that'll be a really fun matchup to watch if they don't rotate him around. Cause I think we already talked about whoever's up against Elijah Wilkinson has a decent shot of getting yeah. to the QB.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good pick. I think he's uh, he's a pretty savvy vet. Um, I like how this defense is really mixing veterans with youth. Uh, Sue, uh, Pierre-Paul, David, uh, you know, these are players that have a lot of experience. And then you you mix in these younger guys like White and then uh, Winfield and and Via and all that. So um, I think, you know, a player worth watching on this defense is probably Carlton Smith, uh, Davis, excuse me, Carlton mm-hmm. Davis, the cornerback. He's currently their number one corner and like, uh, you know, he had a pretty. He had an okay game last week, and the week before he had a pretty poor game. Um, I think he's somebody who's uh, exploitable. I think he's somebody that we can pick on uh, as in, from an offensive perspective. But I think he's also somebody who has the potential to uh, to kind of show up and, and and really play a strong game. So uh, you know, he's somebody that you know I think we should keep an eye on because he could be sneaky good as opposed you know as to what we we might expect. Some boomer bust
0: potential there for him. Some
1: boomer bust potential. That's right. Um, just a little bit about the uh, Bucks coaching staff, though. Interesting group. the The defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, uh, notably from the uh, the Jets. You know, five six years. No, yeah, four years ago, something like that. Um, but you know, Bowles put together a top defensive unit last year for Tampa Bay, and I think he's kind of doing the same uh, this year. Uh, and then on the offense, Byron Leftwich. Do you remember watching Byron Leftwich? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a chunky quarterback, man. He dropped back for the Jags and he just, you know, he'd do his thing. He had a couple good years. Big arm. Big, big really arm. Really big arm. Big I like arm. So yeah. yeah. Um, and clearly, really great, you know, offensive mind. He's an OC right now. He's worked with the Arians for a number of years, uh, even through the Cardinals and stuff. He's followed them around. Um, and I think there's a time where he played against Brady. Uh So I think it's kind of cool to see, you know, this. You know these competitors. One day are now uh, teammates, but one's a coach and and the other one's a player. Uh, mm-hmm. So interesting group. A lot of experience on this Bucks uh, squad. Arians is a pretty uh, tough and, and 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 ballsy coach. I say he likes to take risks. He likes to push the ball down the field. So I think all in all, looking like a pretty uh, exciting game.
0: Yeah, um, uh, they the Bucks like to run a little bit of the cover one. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of man on man coverage. Uh, They like to bring a lot of blitzes and disguise Mm -hmm. those blitzes. Um, And we had a lot of trouble with that, even when they weren't disguising their blitzes against Pittsburgh last last week. Uh, So it's the onus is really going to be on Jeff Driscoll here to be able to see free rushers coming at him, call them out and get to his hot read quickly.
1: Yeah, Andre and uh, Lord Cushionberry the uh, He's he's the play caller there and it's going to be on Munchak to prep these guys and it's going to be on Shermer to to at least scheme things to support them. You know, we might have to see a bit more whites. you know, more wide receivers on the field. Uh, Shermer likes to run those three those three receiver sets with a tight end, so maybe that's something we can kind of play around with. Uh and you know, hopefully, hopefully get some points up cuz so I think the Bucks are very beatable. I really do think so. Um, so, you know, on that note, what's your score prediction?
0: Oh boy. I, you know, I really went back and forth on this one. Um, I, I I can't pick against the Broncos two weeks in a row yet. I just, I I (laughs) know Locke is out, Sutton's out, you know, again, name player X, I wish we had. Um, but right now I'm gonna go 17-16 Broncos.
1: 17-16 Broncos. Yeah, wow, yeah. keeping it really tight.
0: I think we're okay. gonna be able to. Yeah.
1: Okay. Not. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you know, I think being at home, the Broncos do have of a bit of of an advantage there. Um, I would love to sit here and pick the Broncos, but I my gut tells me otherwise. Um, and as a traditional antagonist, I like to be. I I will go with the Bucks winning this game. Um, I'm going to say it's about a 24-17 win for the Mm. Bucs. But I do think it's a bit closer than um, a blowout. You know what I mean? I don't think it's like the Bucs just leading the whole way. So I think it should be a competitive game. But ultimately, I think uh, Tom Brady does come out with the win. And I think it's really only because of injuries. If it wasn't for the injuries, I would be rooting for the Broncos. But, you know, the way she goes. It makes sense. Yeah, um, any any final thoughts? Any anything else you want to vent about? Um, I you know we talked about fantasy trading recently, and you, you haven't taken any of my offers, so I'm a little insulted. But
0: I get it, I get it. I just and I understand. Uh, I I gave you an insulting offer for Alvin Kamara the other day. Goodness uh,
1: gracious, yes.
0: Um, but you know I am really kind of hoping for a bounce back week from Julio Jones this week, who's questionable. Hey, he should be. Yeah, Play?
1: yeah, questionable, but the man's uh, yeah, man, he's 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 brilliant. He always comes through. And they're playing the Bears, who are kind of you know they're t- they're pretty good defense, number five right now after two games. Um, I just, good lord, I just freaking hope, man, that they don't lose to Trubisky.
0: Man, what it? Like, yeah, um, I mean, the br- you know Trubisky
1: has a comeback against the Falcons, like
0: might be time uh, to pack it in there i don't know I don't, I
1: don't know if i can i'm too i'm like i'm too deeply invested it's like when you have a kid and you realize your kid's kind of a fuck up you can't just abandon it that's you rough, know what i dude. mean you, you yeah. gotta like live with the kid until he shows up but uh you know i just you know. i don't know i'll give him another year we'll see but anyways yeah um pretty insulting offer for Camara. i must mm-hmm. say yeah but yeah it's okay it's okay if you know my offer still stands you know, I, I want Mr. Julio and uh, you want to get rid of him, so make something happen. We'll um, any any last words?
0: Oh boy,
1: uh, well, I don't have to play, <laughs> all right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: have to play the auto draft team, so that'll work.
1: Thank goodness. Who's playing yep. this week? It's Jason, I think.
0: Uh, it does appear to be Jason, so I don't know. I think Jason's yeah. is Jason just one and one, yeah, Jason's yeah. one and one, so that's okay. Um, I don't know, dude, everything's a mess, but God damn it. I love football. Let's, you know, let's look forward to some Broncos this weekend. You know, at least we've got that to look forward to.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And listen, like, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, man, this is sports. This is why we do it. Like I, you know, we think it's hard. Holy crap. Imagine being a Browns fan. Imagine being a Jets fan. Huh. imagine being a fan of like, you know, the Jaguars, like, yeah, it, yeah. I, I work with a guy and he's a huge Jaguars fan. And it's like, and I asked him like, how, like, what makes you want to be a fan? And, and, you know, he has his reasons and stuff, but it's like the Broncos still have a great franchise. Um, you know, I think they're going through a lot of transition in many different levels. And it's really interesting to watch them develop at the end of the day. The average age of the team is like 25 years old, I think yeah. across the board like super promising and this year this year is incomparable you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it, the broncos could have been the, the ones that were really healthy and other teams that were stacked were losing all their players like it, it's kind of it's just kind of chaotic and random so like you know it does suck but listen like you know it's it's still football it's still there and holy crap it's fun and i love competition and i love these sports so um you know i hope you enjoy the game as much as you can uh and and, and don't lose hope in the broncos man it's I'm telling you.
0: Speaking of the Jaguars, Ooh. we haven't talked about Blake Bortles at all. Oh, he's, he's not. There's a reason, like, man. I don't yeah. want to
1: talk about Blake Bortles. <laughs> freaking Blake Bortles. Like,
0: well, we may have to next <clears throat> week. So just put oh. yourself in a mental space where you're prepared for that. He won't be. I don't think he'll sign soon enough to be active for this game.
1: No, I think he he can only come in the building on Saturday. So yeah. he's definitely not playing. Yeah. Um and and even at that, like we talked a bit about it on the Tuesday show, but I think he's he's more of a an insurance policy. Yeah, very much so. Else. Very much like, so. He has to learn this entire playbook. Granted, Shermer's great with new quarterbacks, so I think it should be a simple transition for him. But it's still Blake Bortles. Like I really just you know the fact that he didn't have a job, but Joe Flacco had a job, and and, and Trevor Simeon had a job and it's like but Blake Bortles didn't it's kind of telling so I'm just kind of you know I think it's an insurance policy um and we'll see what happens but
0: we have needed several of our insurance policies this season already so that's all you know
1: exactly so let's hope Drew Locke makes a miraculous return and we can just get rid rid of Blake (laughs) Bortles
0: yeah boy had his Uh, chance yeah for sure Mm. um All right. Anything else we haven't covered? No,
1: I think we're good to go, man. This this Bucks game is should be pretty interesting to watch. Lots of shitty injuries gives us reason to uh, indulge in you know our vices. That's right. That's exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, on that note, man. Nice chatting. And um, holy crap, let's hope we get that first win. Yeah. Fucking go Broncos, dude. Beauty. Yeah. Go Broncos, man. Take care. Weekly. Fans, Brews, and Broncos News.